0: Good afternoon, everyone. Mike Banner here for the 100th episode of 62 Who Knew. I cannot believe it's been 100 episodes, and I'd like to say that we have some incredible things happening, parties, balloons, all the incredible... But I'm not saying that. I'd like to say that, but it's just one of our normal shows, but with one of our absolute favorite guests um, who has been responsible, quite frankly, for a few record amounts of... uh, audience growth, because he's actually been with us from our 20th week, I think our 32nd week, our 50th week. I, this is his fifth or sixth time on the show. So uh, we're going to discuss something that is uh, very 62 who knew, very timely, and very relevant. And of course, I am referring to Mr. Colin Castle, um, the vice president of Castle Healthcare, uh, which is also a DBA of Home Instead Senior Care the number one in-home senior care company in the country. And I want to get him on pretty quickly, but before we do, I want to give a huge, huge thank you to Mr. Steven Sless, uh, who last week, when I had to uh, take care of some personal matters, was our co- was our guest host Uh He was actually worried, I can't believe that, uh, that he would do a good job. Not only did he do a great job, we had unbelievable amount of viewership, a staggering topic that has never been discussed before. If you didn't see last week's show, it is all about gray divorce, which is what divorce is being termed for people in their 60s and 70s. And believe it or not, uh, the divorce rate is up in in that age bracket, sad but true. But in that age bracket, divorce is no easy thing. Sometimes it's a second marriage. Sometimes there's his children, her children, their children. There are separate assets going to different places, and uh, Mr. Sless brought on a couple of unbelievable experts to discuss it. So if you didn't see last week's show, show number 99, hosted by Stephen Sless, please go back and look at that uh on any one of the platforms that we're on, but again, thank you so much Stephen, uh, nothing but love for doing that. So, let me give a quick quick synopsis of what 62 Who Knew is, as I always do every week for our new viewers. And uh, it's going to be a quick synopsis this week, because I do want to bring our special guest on. 62 Who Knew is all about the double-edged sword, the mixed blessing, if you would, of longer lifespans. I turned 62 in July, which is, what, about eight, nine months ago. Now, uh, I have to make plans. I've been making plans for my retirement. I have a very uh, firm uh, mathematical retirement plan, and the way I'm accumulating money and assets, I'm very proud to say I'll be retiring when I'm about 136. Uh, But that is the whole point of 62, who knew? With people living well into their 90s now, who knew that in your 60s you still had another 30 years to go? You still had half the time. You've been on this planet still to go. In fact, the AMA, the American Medical Association, says if you live to be 62 in this country, you have 50-50 odds of making it into your 90s. Who knew? Now, my father, his father, and his father before them, and all of your parents, when they planned for their retirement, they didn't plan to live another 30 years. But they all had the same questions as us. Do we stop working at 62? Obviously, many of us need to keep working. Should we take our Social Security, or should we defer to a later age? Is it too late to get long-term care insurance? Do we need life insurance? Should we stop our life insurance? Was it a mistake to stop it in our 50s? Are we too old to get it back? What are we going to do about Medicare supplemental policies when we turn 65? What is all this confusion with the new laws of Medicare, okay? Do I need a reverse mortgage? Where should I invest my money? The questions are endless, but they've always been the same for almost every generation, except for my generation. My generation has to try and make their assets last 30 years plus. And with scientific and medical breakthroughs, that's pretty much gonna be 35 and 40 years In the very near future. So what 62 Who Knew does is bring on experts like we are today on the topics of long-term care insurance, life insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, Medicare supplemental, health, cruising, in-home care, which is our specialty tonight, grade divorce, financial planning. We have managed to bring on a plethora, I love that word, plethora of experts. Because only 1% of this great country can retire in their 60s and still live a quality of life until their 90s. The rest of us, the other 99% of us, we're working. And that's what this show is here to do. And on its 100th episode, with us now averaging more than 80,000 viewers uh, per week, I think uh, it's pretty well accepted that this premise is, uh, is liked by the masses because we're growing by leaps and bounds. So, again, without any further ado, thank you to all the new people. Thank you for the people that are constant listeners. But, John, let us get Mr. Uh, Colin Castle up, and there he is. Uh, Usually he is here right next to me, uh, but he agreed to do this on an incredible busy day in between coaching, children, working, um, and being the vice president um, and affiliated with the largest in-home senior care in the country, Home Instead. Colin, thank you so much for doing this the way we're doing it's, it right now.
1: Anytime. Yeah, well, Michael, anytime. You know, I'm I'm always a, a fan of getting on the show and, and having a talk. I, I enjoy uh, going back and forth uh, in our conversations. And, yeah, if it wasn't for um, uh, baseball season and some kids, uh, I would definitely enjoy sitting back and uh, – seeing the, the the new set since i've not been able to get there and uh see it since uh uh our our host uh has uh redone it and yes. uh take a peek at it so it's uh definitely exactly. something i want to do in the near future
0: absolutely absolutely um so we got a lot to speak about but let's uh you know the 40 70 rule which is something uh that i want to get to in the second half of the show But you were literally responsible for breaking some viewership records when we brought up this very relevant conversation between parents and children. But before we do that, uh, it has been a little bit. What has the new world of COVID, the January 2021 of COVID, people are getting shots at a record rate. I got my second vaccine uh, this past Saturday, so it's now about nine days old. Uh, Many of my relatives and friends, uh, uh, many of the people that are on the show constantly have gotten both their shots. What has that or has that affected your world of in-home care uh, with all your uh, care people?
1: Oh, it it definitely has affected our industry as a whole. Uh, We have communities out there that we, you know, where we serve seniors that either live still in independent living or in assisted living. Not so much in skilled in skilled nursing, um, but where we go on to properties that have all of them. Um, and some, you know, require testing. Um, some range from testing every week, wow. depending on their uh, infection rate, particularly in that community, all the way to once a month. Uh, we now have, you know, clients and their families are starting to ask about if there's any COVID testing regimens going on. Are we requiring testing or requiring the vaccine so as you can imagine, just in any industry, there's a lot of questions. Unfortunately, there's really not a lot of answers right now. I mean, we do have a COVID testing policy. Um, we've rolled out, a, at least our franchise has. Um, our franchise uh, you know, locally here has um, done a volunteer uh, COVID vaccination. Right. Uh, so we've put the information out there, we've encouraged it, uh, myself uh, and my wife as owners, have our vaccines um we've probably had the majority of our office staff has um and we're working towards you know educating and encouraging all of our care staff to get immunized um because we do obviously see firsthand what it has done uh especially here in florida to our 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 long-term care uh you know and seniors how badly it's really impacted them over the last you know 12 to 18 months
0: um, does would in-home care people? I would assume, but I could be wrong. Um, count as those first-line workers that were able to get their shots regardless of age in the beginning. Yeah. So,
1: so there was, and again, it's state. It was state-specific and then county-specific. Um, Pinellas County, where we're located, uh, and that's for those who are out there that's looking at Florida. It's that little thumb uh, <laughs> in Florida that is Pinellas County. Um, you know, we were we were included in and we were always sent emails even when it was offered for you know other folks and slots were available we'd always get emails from the department of health going hey we have five slots available would you like those and of course we were like yes because you know once they you know uh, set up the vaccines for the day they have to use them that day exactly or or they go bad Mm -hmm. so they want all the slots and all the shots taken so they, they put that out to a lot of folks. But, you know, we've worked really closely with the Department of Health to, to make sure that we, we, we've we been respectful of them when they send emails. And they've been really gracious to send us emails when they have open spots as well. So it's been fantastic.
0: If you had to take a guess, I don't even know if you're keeping track of how much of your staff, you know, has been immunized. Could you take a guess?
1: I'd say we're a little bit above the the, the average um, out there, I would say we're close to fifty percent.
0: Mm-hmm. And what would, in your opinion, what would stop somebody from wanting to when they're visiting so many seniors? Is it could be because they're young and they feel they're okay, or what would stop somebody from visiting? You know, the the absolute, you know, uh, petri dish of of COVID nineteen to not want uh, to have a, a, a immunization.
1: You know, I'm 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 not. My personal opinion is, I think it's the rhetoric honestly that's out there that that there isn't you know as much as we're trying to get past it, any of the clear answers out there.
0: yeah,
1: I, I mean, my personal is regardless, I view this as any other immunization that that's been available. Um, you have to look at your risk and your exposure. Um, and if you're live and if you're working in this industry and you're working with seniors, I, my personal opinion is I think you should have it simply because you know you're it's maybe not you, you might. Be okay, you might have a week or two or even three works weeks of discomfort. But unfortunately, the seniors that we serve That's right. could be impacted even even greater. Um, maybe even, you know, death because of getting contracting with, with COVID, or it could cause another system-wide problem or a heart-related problem or breathing problem, or exasperate, you know, the current health condition. Um, you know, I don't want to put your but you I I mean, I know you well enough that, you know, you contracting COVID would complicate.
0: Yes, that would be rough.
1: Yeah, complicate you very much. So I, I view that the same way. We we, we don't want to do that to our seniors. So that's why I encourage it. I could personally don't want to get involved in the other rhetoric behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look out that there, we're, we're here to serve our seniors. But at the same time, we also have to give a, a good working environment, safe working environment for our caregivers and a safe environment for our clients. They are trusting us to come into their homes, you know, multiple times a day, all the way to 24 hours a day. The last thing they want is, and I want, and my wife wants, is for us to be the reason for them getting a a disease like this in their home.
0: Well, you know, you and I have talked about this from the first very time we met. Mm -hmm. Um, Caregivers (laughs) are just such special people. Um, And I, I always use the same example. I have problems finding a a good receptionist. I have problems finding great loan offices. Uh, You know, the local restaurant has trouble finding a good cook. How people like yourself find these nothing less than angels. You don't even have to be religious to know that these caregivers are like angels to come in and take care of people. They're, They're just such staggering individuals. It's, you know, that it's kind of refreshing to know that there are people still like that out there because, as you and I have discussed before, they're sure as hell not doing it for the money.
1: No, and and, co- and unfortunately, COVID is actually exasperated. Uh, I think COVID's accelerated a lot of things in a lot of different industries, but COVID's accelerated our um, industry as well. I mean, there's a tremendous shortage of caregivers yes. uh, going on. Uh, so combination of covid and and all of the other struggles that we've seen for the last year uh you know our whole industry is struggling to find those angels and yeah why we still are lucky that we we do find them we're not finding enough of them right now so that's across the board yes you know for everyone uh and you know there, i think there's going to be continued struggles as you know as you talk about the baby boomers are accelerating so it's really not a great time to uh have a uh, supply and sure, demand sure. problem. Right.
0: now, right, And with uh, our friends at the Weitzman Institute who are who are guests and you've seen them um, sure. saying that this average age of getting to 90, uh, 50, 50 can easily be in the hundreds in my lifetime. And mm-hmm. I'm no spring chicken. Um, this is no time for a shortage um, of caregivers. But again, what what special people, um, even the ones now, you know, That are going. Let's talk about for a second before the they had a choice of a vaccine going in um, to uh, living facilities. And and again, uh, I have a niece um, that does this uh, in Georgia and um, just, I mean, taking her life in her hands. Not every day, but five times a day going in to care for people in their in their 70s, 80s and 90s. It's just Correct. unbelievable people.
1: It takes it takes a unique, you know, a unique person. Um, and I and I, as I said, my story, my brother, even my brother and I are, are, are differ. Uh, my brother was able to, you know, help my grandmother and cross those those personal per se lines Mm -hmm. uh, with my grandmother and help her with personal care. Unfortunately, you know, I, I wasn't with, with my own mom. um, So we had a different, we had a different role, right? Uh, You know, my mom and I's role was different than my, you know, my, my brother's and my grandmother's role. Um, But yes, it's a, it is a very rewarding situation for a lot of caregivers. uh, And it is, it takes a very unique person to do what they do, on a day in and day out basis. If, if not, uh, you know, our industry wouldn't exist without these, these great caregivers, home health aides, CNAs that are able to do this type of work and take care of our seniors. And of course our seniors wouldn't be able to live independently in their homes without, you know, these wonderful caregivers. So uh, I can't say enough about the folks that offered it, Take this on as a role and as a job and as a career for for any of us in the industry, uh, but especially Home Instead here in Pinellas. It, it's 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 a huge thank you because it's a it's a tough job to do what they do every day.
0: Right, and uh, and obviously for privacy um, issues, uh, you know, it, but still, and I know you don't do things like this um, for credit or to be have somebody on a on an internet TV show, um, just give you credit for something. But you're in the process of doing something for a client uh, that you called me with, um, Mm -hmm. that their own relatives are just not standing up to. And just going so far um, beyond, above and beyond to make sure that this woman uh, not just has quality of care, but my God, food on the table, um, and here you are doing this. It's, I just have so much respect for what you, and for you personally, your wife, and for what your industry does. It's, you, know, you saw me looking down before, and I, I meant no disrespect. I never do that during a show, but it's actually people uh, sending messages to the 62 who knew uh, website going, caregivers are the best. Oh my God, they're like living angels. Oh my God, I mean, it's just fantastic.
1: Yes, and, and Neil, and on that particular, you know, client of ours, the, the it actually resonates your point that folks are living longer and longer. Um, without divulging too much, this client is in their late nineties, yeah, and they have lived literally outlived all of their friends, their their local relatives, um, even their uh, long distance relatives, nephews, and people that are supposed to be there for power of attorney and and assistance, they're actually in their mid eighties and unable to travel. So it's a, it's a very tough predicament. Uh, And yeah, I do believe that, you know, when my wife and I got in this industry and agreed to take care of our our seniors, there were gonna be some uncomfortable spots, uh, but these are also the times that we do need to step up and find, you know, our clients and our patients resources like yourself or or if it's a financial planner or if it's someone with Medicaid or a local attorney someone that can that can help them achieve their goals at whatever age they are and if that goal is to you know retire or if that goal is to stay in their home uh, uh, until they pass away or if they're okay with migrating to a you know senior living community great but I also view it as our job not to only take care of them but also help them with the path to where they want to go um, because I am passionate about it. It's their last, you know, I hate to use a football on it, but it's their last quarter. Yeah, they, they get to, they should get to, you know, pick the game, pick and how it's played uh, and write the rule book, you know, and it's my, uh, kind of my f- fun saying, make sure the last check bounces.
0: That's right yeah no no doubt about it. well, we're going to go into another topic that you brought up on week thirty two I still can't believe that it's sixty eight weeks and and also just for a thirty second diversion, I did mention a, a few minutes ago that we do have our you know my niece, my cousin uh um, bob Banner's oldest daughter uh Kimberly uh, Banner de leon, and I do want to say to Kimberly uh, because this is what she does for a living Kim. You are the angel of our family in so many ways. Mwah. Love you. Um, you brought up the You're 40s. <laughs> I had to give her the props. So okay. she, uh, she also is a tremendous help in uh, taking care of my 90-year-old aunt, my cousin Bob's mom, who is up there in a great facility in Cummings, Georgia. Um, uh, but, you know, it was rough this last year. And the only uh, person that could be with a... With, uh, with Anne Helen was Kimberly and uh, she does that for so many other people, not just her grandmother. Like I said, your caregivers are just, they're just special. It's just that simple. You brought up the 40 70 rule. Yes, sir. And uh, I'd like you to, in those days we had like 18 and 20,000 viewers that day that you did that was the first time we went above 25,000 or 30,000 people loved that topic. Now we're between 80 and 90,000, and I think there can't be a better time, especially post-COVID, well, we're not post-COVID, but hopefully COVID getting close to being in the rearview mirror. Tell us that rule.
1: Well, I think it plays, and it is nice to talk about it again because I do think it's very applicable today, even in the COVID era. Um, But it's very simple. It's what are the questions that your 40-year-old self should talk to your 70 year old parents about. And that can also go in reverse order. What questions and topics should you be discussing as a 70 year old parent with your 40 year old son or daughter? Mm-hmm. And those topics, you know, range from financial topics to death topics to living, senior living topics. Where do I, do, do I want to live? To dating to, you know, marriage, because they're, they're in today's ages. you talk about, folks are living longer. Mm-hmm. Life is extended. So more and more, just because you might be 65 or 75 does not mean that you are, you know, ready to, to hang your hat up. You you're, you might still be traveling. You might still be For doing sure. things. So, but you do need to look at where you are and have the conversation of, you know, as example, Financial. If you are, are, do you have a power of attorney? Are, you know, have a durable power of attorney, or is there another, you know, another mechanism that needs to take place? Do you have your healthcare surrogacy? Do you have your, you know, your last, your know, will and testament set up? You know, all of those things, um, lined up and ready to go. Because you know, and I always tell the story, my story that I told you. The last thing you want to have is something occur with you, be it. You know, death or even just incapacity, and you have your family fighting, infighting over what they view you might want or you want. Um, and a real world story. And I said, this the the previous one. I have been involved with my wife and my my company disputes with our caregivers, almost being the referee because they, in some cases, have spent more time with the the, the loved one than some of their. Sons and daughters, but they're arguing over what dress mom would want to be, you know, buried in, mm-hmm. what music, things of that nature. So the 4070 rule, I- in a very simple way, helps you ask all of those topics. It even has a workbook, but everything you'd want to know, at least as a good starting to- uh, talk about, even driving, do that in there. As we get older, even driving topics the things that you guys should be discussing with your 70 year old parent or vice versa, what you should be discussing with your four-year-old son or daughter. So you, when you do retire or you do get older, these are all talked about. They're on the table. There's no innuendos. There's no misconceptions. Everything is there for everyone to see without any, you know, ambiguity or, or hurt feelings. This is exactly, and it's my choice as a, as an aging adult, these are the things that I want done.
0: Yeah, it's it's a staggering topic to me because, in one form or another, every national financial planner that we have brought on this show, every Correct. certified financial planner, every national long-term care insurance expert, every Medicare expert, may have used slightly different words than the forty seventy rule, but Correct. this conversation is so important. But there is that, you know, emotional barrier, you know, to say to your 70-year-old parent, I mean, there was not a a father and son closer than uh, my father and myself ever in the planet. We didn't have that conversation between, you know, at the 40-70 rule. Unfortunately, and it was still okay, we had it when he was 81 and health was failing, um, you know, very quickly. But I was lucky. He was coherent. He was sharp. And, you know, we laughed and we did things, but um, I have many friends and many relatives that didn't get to do that. And you're right. There can be infighting and and um, and sometimes that infighting is out of love, but it can be vicious. Didn't happen in my family. Not good, um, but I've seen it and it's not fun. It could it could rip a family apart.
1: Well, if you look at kind of the way family dynamics are today, you know, families are. Spread out across the country, there, there, there have and there's every kind of flavor of a family. So you have folks that are local, folks that are farther away, you know, folks that have different phases of the life with children, not with children. So you know, I, I do, I do put this as a top priority when we do talk to families, just simply to to make sure that there is no, you know, questions about what you know a senior wants. I mean, I had to have the hard conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago with a, a new family Remember that they were coming home from the hospital and, you know, and dad was adamant that, you know, that you, you had to, um, you know, he wanted a, a DNR. Well, I, I had to, you know, go listen. You know, there's, there's rules around that. So you need to, um, you know, go down to the, the, the local, you know, ambulance and the, the, the paramedics, you have to get that lovely orange card on the uh um lovely orange card on the the refrigerator sorry a little distraction in the background
0: that's okay don't Uh, worry thank you uh the,
1: the the little orange you know placard um for the paramedics to see so there there's a lot of little nuances when you are planning for you know the the future of your life and and your wishes um, so there is a lot of little things that go into it um, that even the families didn't know about. Um, so I'm, I'm a big advocate of, of having the conversation, the communication about all aspects of it, because you don't want to have any ambiguity um, or forget something or miss something. Yeah, um, a big one is, hey, you know, your durable power of attorney, make sure and you've had this on on your shows, make sure you have the last thing you want to do is go be incapacitated and not have someone able not for not only just make your health decisions for you but pay your mortgage that's right make sure make sure your electric bill's paid you know make sure your household is still running um you know you might have an older you know old-fashioned i'll say uh relationship where your your wife is doesn't have those responsibilities and only the husband is, is on the the checking account or things of that nature you know make sure you're aware of those things and as a son that might recognize that or a daughter that might recognize that in their parents they should have that forward conversation about the, you know the financial matters the living matters you know living choices where do they want to live That's you right. know all the financial aspects of things you know even if they are you know have a single mom or dad are they going to want to date again you know are they going to want to to, to get back out there and do things. And then, of course, driving. Um, and, you know, you That's both being one. here in Florida and Pinellas County, very congested. It, it's, a, it's a big issue with, with driving and our seniors here in the state of Florida. So, you know, all of these things, and, oh, and probably the biggest topic is just, you know, and I know it's morbid, but have the conversation with mom or dad or with your son or daughter about the end. Yes. What, what do I want? Um, you know, because we do have a lot of we've had a lot of clients over the years, again, with family. One family wants to hang on another family member wants mom, you know, not just let her go or dad to go. So you need to make those choices to decide how you want. I mean, I, I, I guess I look at it. As the seniors need to be empowered because, again, it's their fourth quarter. They should be the one that writes the last chapter in their own book. Not someone else.
0: Well, and staying with that analogy, they, 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 I mean, us, all of us, we need to do this in the beginning of the fourth quarter while we're still, you know, know exactly what we want. I think, you know, I think 62 year old Mike, you know, probably is pretty sure what he wants at the end, but maybe 80 year old Mike might not be that sure. But I would almost sure. trust 62 year old Mike to make that better decision. I've always been a little confused, quite frankly, at at the do not resuscitate. Uh, Maybe you could explain this to me because I'm one of those people that I do not want to be resuscitated if I'm going to come back and live on a machine as a vegetable. (coughs) Excuse me. I in no way, no gray area, do not want that. Uh, That being said, I have known people whose heart has stopped personally known people they Mm -hmm. have resuscitated them and they've gone on to live a great life for 20 years where's that line like hey guys if you think you can bring me back good keep pounding and if you can't let me go does a dnr actually have that language
1: you have (laughs) you have to so there's from my our experience in home care A lot of folks have a traditional DNR that you transport to a hospital, things of that nature that might talk about life-saving, you know, tests and interventions and things of that nature. Then there is um, the DNR that that needs to be posted inside your home. uh, You know, specifically look at county by county, but here in Pinellas County, it needs to be posted. They ask you to put it on their fridge. I, at least all our seniors, put it in a very – you know, inconspicuous, but easy to find, like inside right. of a cupboard that you don't use a lot. Because it is kind of, in my view, it is a little morbid yes. to have this orange sheet of paper sitting on your, you know, your refrigerator yeah. of, and you know, if I happen to have a heart attack, don't, don't, don't jump on my chest and, you know, we make need, me breathe.
0: Yeah, we need milk. Don't forget <laughs> the baseball game. Uh, let me go if I die. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah check, okay. yeah, check, check, check. Yeah. So it's a little <laughs> bit, it's a little bit morbid for my own tastes. Uh, so, but in, in, you know, you have to have that or the, you know, the paramedics will start life saving measures for you. So again, you, you have to look at it at, at what phase are you with. So, you know, for you or I, Mike, I'm, I'm 10 years behind you. So I, I you got a little head start on me, but I'm, I'm, I'm still there. Um, You know, for me, I might have a DNR for a hospital that, you know, if it's no, if it's extenuating circumstances, no feeding tubes, no, you know, long-term life support, absolutely. But I probably wouldn't have one, a DNR for the home. Fast forward me maybe 40 years at 92. Yeah. uh, You know what? If God, if if it's, if it's my time and God taps me on the shoulder, you know, go ahead. You know, I'm okay. I'm okay with
0: it. Yeah, I actually have it in writing and you're going to laugh, but I've been blessed with three uh, incredible children uh, from their heart to their intelligence. And I've said to the three of them, look, if it ever gets to a point where I'm being kept alive by machine and I put this in writing, the three of you are all smarter than I. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go on the Internet and see if there is a cure forthcoming six months, a year, anything like that. If that's coming and you three make your opinion, make your decision that one day I could be better, not only do I want you to keep the plug in, I will put money aside to hire a 24-hour guard just to make sure nobody accidentally kicks the plug out. But if, in fact, your research shows it's done, please unplug. Yeah, but there's always that oh, damn, there's a cure um, you know, that you think of. Yeah, and,
1: and I think you, and you, you bring levity into this conversation, and I try to bring levity, and I think not to circle it back to the 47-year-old, to the but I do believe that you have to figure out whichever icebreaker. You, know, you and I can laugh about it with our kids, and, and you know mine, I'm in a totally different phase than yours. I'm 52 with a 3-year-old as our youngest, so mine is a much different dynamic than yours, but um, you're a gutsier you know, we, man than I. Yeah, I'm much busier. Um, gutsier, but, Forget busier. Oh, busier. Gutsier, okay. Gutsier. Well, I'll take. I'm actually going to take both gutsier okay. and, and busier. busier yes. um, than than you. Uh. So, I, I just look at this and go, whatever you need, levity, seriousness, whatever the case may be. You know, even in our brief conversation, you can see the importance of having that conversation. Yeah. Um, and having it documented and having it, you know, immortalized, even if it's, even if it's just, you know, thoughts and wishes that are out there, uh, for the, you know, the, the loved one to have, I, I just encourage folks to, to, you know, go to the, to the websites, go find the forty seventy rule, you know, uh, workbook, you know, talk to your parents. There's a lot of questions in there. I, we just talked about the topics there's, you know, 10, 15 questions per topic that you really should, you know, talk to your, right. you know, your loved ones about. Um, you know, driving, that's a big one. You know, end of life's a big one. Financials, well, they're all big. Just, but they're all, they all are uh, obviously with you having the show that you have and the, and the experts you've had on. Each one of these are multifaceted yes. levels. Financial, I get I, you know, all the way from, like you said, living comfortably for 30 years. But what happens if you live to 35. That's right. Do you need to be on Medicaid? Do you need to plan? So all of those things I think are are that multi-level deep that you you've talked to. Planning, if you are early enough, can you still get a long-term care policy? Right. You know, can can you do these things? And if anything, maybe you could help your 40-year-old son or daughter realize the things that they need to get in place for themselves, you know, to yes. to 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 plan for, like a long-term care policy. Invest in it. It's actually quite helpful for the client that we ha- the clients that we do have. I can't believe that, you know, they thought about it one time, canceling it. Now they're like, thank God. That's right. So it, it, it's a, it's a definitely a great topic to have with both directions, be it 70 to the, to your son or daughter or your son or daughter to the, to the aging adult um, with it.
0: You know, we spoke, I think one of the times you were here um and I don't, this isn't going to sound chauvinistic because it just is what it is. The car thing, especially for a man, um, I remember um, going through that with my father when I knew that his driving days were over. Mm-hmm. And I think intellectually, he knew it as well. And one day I said to him at dinner, still coherent, still a year away from his ultimate passing, I mean, more than coherent, I mean, Walking around the house, watching TV, and I said, Um, you want me to put a for sale sign on the car? And he looked me straight in the eye and went, no. And he doesn't usually do things. So I go, why? He said, I know it's probably over, but as long as that's there, maybe I'll make a comeback and be able to drive. And uh, no. He said, you sell that car when I'm gone. Mm-hmm and I said okay and I thought about that you know that car and I'm sure it's very similar for a woman I'm not saying it isn't um but that car is to everybody that's your independence that's something very special to give up Don't think
1: uh, I'll 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 challenge both of us th- or anybody think back to when we were 15 16
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we got that car for the first time to drive by ourselves yeah and, and you know just the just being able to not have to ask mom or dad to go to the store go to a friend's house yeah. you know go to be, in my case practice and not have to wait for someone to come pick me up mm-hmm. but that freedom so i would encourage anyone to respect that same level of freedom just fast forward it 60 70 years to your to your aging parent and you're you're taking away from that freedom of i need to run and go get Breakfast. I would like to go get coffee this morning. I want to go see my friends at the local diner and have my weekly breakfast with my buddies and my friends. Mm -hmm. Well, suddenly taking that car away is a huge impact to them and and eliminates an avenue for socialization that they had for 60 years, 70 years in some cases.
0: And that's a long time. It is. You know, uh, we've had so many people on the show not only national experts like yourself but heartfelt people like yourself as well and okay. you know we're always trying to what is this big barrier why don't people have this conversation why do less than 7% of the country have long-term care insurance when almost everybody's going to need it and we always try and come up with these reasons and it's always emotion but it sometimes is. i do think that unless until you are a caregiver um you know i was blessed to be a caregiver for my father you know the last 18 months of his life and it was very difficult um but i wouldn't trade it for anything but until you actually go through that i i don't know if you can really get the emotion of it i've told the story before and even though my my dad's been gone oh my god we're we're getting close to 16 years it'll be in a couple of weeks um but the first time um you know, that he had an accident in his bed. Mm-hmm. And he was still okay. He was still ambulatory, but he just didn't make it to the toilet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were cleaning it at about 3 in the morning. And, and we were kind of laughing, you know, because, you know, he lived with me. Had a, you know, we had two master bedrooms. And, and uh, you know, we got all done in his nice and nice and you know, clean sheets room. And, and we're kind of laughing about it because we both have that sense of humor. But suddenly he got very serious. And he went, this is, "This is not what you're supposed to be doing." Mm-hmm. And I went, "Well yeah, it is. And it's not going to happen that often. And if it does, yeah, as your son, it is." And he went, "No, this is not the way, a, you know, an XPOW uh, man goes out, you know, with his son helping him change his sheets? Yep. And, and it is that and a couple of other things like that uh, that made me see we needed caregivers because Correct. he was more comfortable. I was fine doing whatever it took. He was more comfortable with me being his son than his caregiver. And I don't know if people can see that until it happens, Till you're looking at a parent. And, you know, I used to put him. Mean, he was a big guy. I'm a big guy, but I used to put my hand under his shoulder until we had bars put in the bathroom so he could lift himself up off the toilet. Mm-hmm. It took a couple of times of him needing help, and he went, would you have the damn bars put in? So I said, okay. Um, but, you know, lift him up, and i go, see, I still got it. And, and we'd laugh, but I could look in his face and, and see he didn't want to yell, hey, Mike, I, I need help. And uh, I mm-hmm. wish there was a way we can convey, you know, to the masses that your father or your mother probably want you to be a son or a daughter more than a caretaker. Um, it's very hard. I,
1: I, I, on a personal note, I have that conversation with any client, family, daughter that I, I get a chance to talk to because why my brother and my grandmother had a very fantastic, even though it did affect my brother substantially health wise, uh, uh, you know, it probably it took years off his life unfortunately my my mom and i had that hard role reversal Mm -hmm. so my mom did not accept that role reversal so she got angry at me for her aging um and in essence yeah And, and and the bottom line is is these conversations are hard they're difficult conversations because you know if you think about it if you know example one of our Clients you're helping me with. She's a widower oh, from a different generation. Yes. Husband worked. Husband was in the military. Greatest she, generation. She supported him. Her job was to support her husband. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for her, and it's a, con- a conversation. It's tough for someone to go, well, you may not be able to live in the home that you and your husband occupied for 30, 40 years, much longer. And, and it's why. Well, money, it's it's mm-hmm. you've outlived what your you know, wife has, you know, your husband and yourself laid out for, for you to do that. But you can't say that. it's a difficult conversation that to, to have. So all of these are just, you know, even with your father, it was it, there was levity there, but it was still a difficult conversation to have with your with your with your dad that many years ago about, you know, helping him with a little bit of infrequent incontinence. Or when it got work worth or worse about other additional helps in the bathroom. But again, I, these are the things that you 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 also go with the forty seven rule because you also find your comfort lane. You have to find your own boundaries with your mom and dad or even yourselves. Where am I going to be uncomfortable? Where am I going to need help? Where do I need to plan for these things? You know, as an example, if you know you cannot afford or will be able to afford. A caregiver or someone to stay in a home for a period of time, but you also know that your sons or daughters are not going to be able or unwilling to do those things, then you're going to need to make sure you put yourself in a position to have extra help. Maybe that means you need to move to a community, you know, senior living community. Um, or maybe you have the wherewithal to stay at home um, and hire someone like ourselves to help and assist where we can drive you, where we can help with personal care, where we can do those other things that your family not that they can't, but maybe you don't want them to right uh, and I use the saying, "Our job is to be the bad guy, your job is to be the son or daughter that's right, so when you come over, the only thing every once in a while we ask is to reinforce helping us you know with but other than that, you are there to be your yeah. to meet with your mom, your dad, go have lunch, go have fun, do everything we're the ones that have to tell them it's time to take a bath. We're the ones that are going to be the bad guys, you just be the son or daughter and and come visit with mom, talk to mom, talk to dad, you know, spend the time. Don't worry about the rest. We'll take care of it.
0: Yeah. But good. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, um, you're so right about that. I was just lucky enough to have a dad that was blunt enough with me to go, okay, you've done it a few times. I know you're willing, but but in uh, no uncertain terms with a couple of F-bombs, go get help. I don't want you doing this. Correct. Correct. Um, We had somebody on uh, the show uh, quite a few months ago, and we were a long-term care person, expert, um, obviously, but just also an unbelievable, warm-hearted individual. And I'm not mentioning his name only because I can't think of his last name. Um, But he had said to me, Michael, you know, You don't sell long-term care insurance. Like I've said so many times, you don't sell reverse mortgages. If it meets a need and makes their quality of life better, it's the proper thing to do. Uh, I interview loan officers on a fairly constant basis that say to me, oh, Mike, are you kidding me? I can sell reverse mortgages all day to to see. I don't want you to sell them. If they don't need it, it's a blessing, actually, if they don't need it. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a good thing. But... One, uh, this person said on air, and he said, Michael, I hate to tell you this, but if you're ever, and I'm not an insurance person, he said, there are many times when I'm with somebody going, please, you're in your 50s. Long-term care insurance is so inexpensive at this age. Get it now, and you'll, you'll be the best. And they come back, and they go, look, I have three daughters. There are no better three caretakers in the world, blah, 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 blah. That's who I want taking care of me. And he said that he, he learned this by accident, but once he learned it, he's been using it for 20 years. And he said, well, then you're blessed. If you're one of those rare individuals that doesn't mind your daughter giving you a bath, then you're right. You don't need long-term care insurance. Correct. And he goes, literally, 9 out of 10 people just go, what? Well, if if you're that masculine and, and that's the relationship you have and they're going to be able to sit you up in the bathtub in your 70s and 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 wipe your behind if that's the kind of relationship you have with your daughters you certainly are blessed and they go where do i sign (laughs) take out the policy no one look they think it's bringing them some juice or making their eggs or driving them to the doctors and and that's not what your people well it is what your people do it it is but but it's so much more
1: yeah, people people forget about the personal care yes. parts. They 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 forget about the the, not the not the literal, but they they forget about the dirty parts yes. of aging. Yes, you know the unpleasant parts of aging. Yeah. Um, and realistically, I, I I I don't. I mean, being a dad now is it's it's and looking back, it's simply a role reversal. It's just you know, not to be funny, but bigger diapers. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, with it. But uh, you know, I, I just encourage people, and you know, I, I just not to get a plug for it. But if anybody, if people are interested out there, we might as well put it out there. But it is, it's a pretty simple email or a web address to go to. It's just caregiverstress.com. It's just caregiverstress.com, and you can look up multiple things beyond the forty seventy rule. There's other things out there that that other kind of guidelines that might meet your family dynamics, but you can go on to caregiverstress.com, look up the 4070 rule, be able to download the, the workbook that's there that has all the topics that we've been talking about. And then probably 10 questions for each topic that you can start, you know, working on with your, your son or daughter mm-hmm. or your, your mom or dad uh, and and start building at least a plan for the future. So when things do, you know, because they will. Mm -hmm. Uh, aging is inevitable yeah we can't stop it we haven't figured that one out yet
0: no i don't think we Uh, are in the near future
1: well i mean we might slow it down We might extend it a little bit but inevitability we're not built to be around forever and that's Um, a blessing too yes Um, yeah amen amen because there's there's joints on my body that already are starting to squeak and that whine at 52. wait so
0: wait till you get to 62 i i'm um, actually going to try and when i have time push a law through congress i don't know why they build houses with the toilet and then there's a mirror in front of it i think oh. once you get past a certain age it should be against the law for there to be a mirror near the toilet you don't want to see this yes. <laughs> this, is not, well, this is not something you want to start your day with
1: <laughs> i per me personally think that over the time that you know and that's a whole other topic um but just the home you know modifications oh, yeah. for 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 our seniors that that we should be doing and thinking about as well. But those are again that's a, another topic under living you know situations. You know if you're going to stay at home, can your home is your home safe? Is are you able to stay in your home? Yeah. Or, or is your home uh, you know old nineteen? You know not old but older maybe it can't be widened. Maybe it can't be handicap accessible things. So you might have, you know, a hand that's dealt to you that you would that's much easier to deal with sooner than later Yes. um, with it. So again, these are, it it might be a hard conversation, but it's a a needed conversation because you, you don't, there's even these small things. Well, bathroom. Well, no one wants to think about a bathroom, but when you try to get yourself a caregiver in a wheelchair in a bathroom, and and it's the old nineteen sixties bathroom where the, the sink and the toilet and the shower are within eighteen inches of each other. Yep. It's really hard to get your your mom or dad in there with maybe a walker and a and a caregiver in there to assist them without some, you know, serious potentials you know, a lot of risk Absolutely. of injury. For the caregiver and or the client.
0: When we remodeled dad's bathroom, which, again, was before caregivers, um, and took out the tub and put in a step-in shower with a bench Mm -hmm. and put the things near the sink and the toilet, I mean, he literally sat down at dinner when that was done and went, life's easier because of that bathroom, kiddo. Yeah, he called me kiddo to the very last minute. Um, These are things, and, and I'm so glad you brought up, that there's not just topics, but there's 10 subtopics. Oh, yeah. It's not just dad, when do you want to get rid of the car? Yeah. It's at what point do you start driving with someone? At what point do you stop driving at night? At what point do you stop driving? You know, maybe it is safe to go to the corner to the diner at Correct. your age, but it may not be safe to drive to Georgia or to Correct. the other coast to see your brother. Each Correct. one of these topics is is uh and uh again say one more time the the website to go to.
1: It's, you, the easiest one to go to is just caregiverstress.com. Okay. Um and then you can easily there's multi there's a lot of topics on there 4070 rule is in there. You can easily find it. Download the workbook. It's like 47 pages, you know, 47 pages long. So it's not like a a little baby flyer. I I, I implored to people, I used to, you know, print it and give it to folks. And people were shocked at how big, I mean, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's not small. It's not like a little questionnaire. It's 47 pages. And you're, so you're, if you think about all of those topics, you're easily getting three or four pages per topic, if not more, uh, uh, and different subjects, questions, points of view, um, and in today's age, you got to, you have to go wide and deep because you're right. Yes. Can Uber, can, can, can you still make it safely to, to the, to the local diner? You know, is your car, your, you know, your big car, can we downsize you to a smaller car that you might be able to handle better, mm-hmm. feel better in a lot do you need to care? All of those things that, that need to be talked about to make, you know, so we don't get the phone call that said, Hey, mom or dad was in an accident.
0: There so, you go. There's our website. Oh, thank you. No, this it, is, and, and you know, I've mentioned it before. Um, you've already been a uh, not only a tremendous help to this show, an asset to this show and, and people, but you were a tremendous help to my family a little more than a year ago in the hospital when we needed you. Um, you know, people like you are special. We are so, so happy that you're part of thank the you. 62 Who Knew family. Um, thank you for doing this. How many, wait, do you have practice after this? Yes. How many kids are in the house right now?
1: Uh, We have uh, in the house right Right now now, living with us today, nine. Right now? Nine.
0: Okay, we got one minute and 56 seconds. Call them. Bring them in. Hurry (laughs) up. Call them bring them in. Yeah, get them. Go get them. Get them as many. Get as many as you can. To all my 80,000 viewers, you want to see a house filled with love? Get ready, baby. This is the fun oh, of uh, of doing this like now. Doing uh, uh, things like uh, this. That's right. They're all on the playground. Oh, they're all on no. the playground. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to do that one day. We're going to bring them all on. Uh, maybe we'll bring them all to the studio and then go out to dinner. Um, there you go. But we also are going to bring your wife on. Uh, we've been threatening that for 100 shows. We she, also are going to talk to a couple of your caregivers and really and get some of them on let's love do to. that in the next 4 to 8 weeks
1: i'm i'm fine we got we got all the above is is an option we love to it's a I, the the more experience we could put out there for caregivers and the caregiver stories i think they deserve
0: they deserve i think they all.
1: deserve everything and anything they can hear about how they live their lives and how they do their business i think it's a fantastic
0: thing i think they should all be wearing red capes but that's just me um, I really do. They should walk into a house like a police officer, like a fireman, uh, like a um, uh, you know, like the ambulance people. Uh, they're superheroes. They're real, like our uh, people in the military. Real life superheroes. That's a uh, in- incredible thing. As always, I'm so glad it was you being here on our hundredth show. I really was, and we're going to get the kids on camera soon. Okay. And uh, enjoy baseball later. And thank you, as always. We'll talk soon. To my, uh, to my audience with 10 seconds left, one more time, thank you to Stephen Sless uh, for being our uh, host last week. It's not going to be the last time. He's going to do it again. He's going to be my Jay Leno. Thank you, everybody, and do good this week for somebody. Bye-bye.